0: Hello, my friend. I hope you're well. And I welcome you to this new episode of the Daily Walk Heavenwards. We are entering into a special week of dedication to God where we present ourselves to Him in Christ. Let's open our minds and our hearts to receive the Word of God. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, we humbly implore your majesty that, just as your only begotten Son was presented on this day in the temple in the substance of our flesh, so, by your grace, we may be presented to you with minds made pure, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, he took him into his arms and blessed God saying, Now, Master, You may let your servant go in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel." The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, This child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. And you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed." There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow, until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day with fasting and prayer. And coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, They returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord, and it's a great joy to celebrate it on a Sunday, because it's always celebrated on February the 2nd, and this year February the 2nd and a Sunday are on the same day, so yay! So it's always beautiful to celebrate within the context of a Sunday liturgy. Uh, refers to an event not only that refers to Jesus' life, but also the life of Mary and Joseph. That's why we see all three of them. And because the scene includes Jesus still as an infant, in many traditions, Christian traditions, the Christmas season ends today. So if any of your neighbors still has the Christmas lights out, it's probably because they are waiting for this day. Or maybe late, that's okay. But for us, as far as we're concerned, we are celebrating this feast. Now, in other traditions, this holiday, this event is known by many names, but different names, but we are, they are all referring to the same event. In some traditions, it's called the Purification of Mary, because it's part of what we heard. In other traditions, it's called the Feast of the Encounter, or the Feast of the Revelation of God. Or perhaps you are familiar with this word, candle mass. In Italian, it would be candelora. as has something to, de- to do with candles. And why is that? Because Jesus is now being revealed, is being presented, and known as the light of all people. And in fact, on this day, at one point, there was a tradition that we would bless all the candles that are going to be used uh, throughout the year as a parish. So, it, it, the, the, the concept is for us to keep the, the, the image of the light, of the candle, the light in, uh, in mind as we go through it. But okay, so this is an event in the life of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, they're all involved in this. How about us? What are we supposed to do with this holiday? First of all, let's clear the word because today the word presentation. It's, it may have lost the meaning, because now we hear a PowerPoint presentation. okay? Or sometimes we use words like, the, the awards this year will be presented by... So, what is behind this? It, it's not just an introduction. okay? It's not just uh, something that we receive passively. There is something very important. And of course, something that we should all claim for our own life and put it into practice. So first of all, what is the context of the, the, the whole thing? The presentation of the Lord would happen 40 days after the circumcision, which would have happened after eight days. And at that particular time, even though the circumcision, the mother of the child may or may not have been there, the, the presentation of the child, the firstborn to the temple was done after the ritual of purification was completed for mom. And uh, I have to tell you, in some cultures, like the Italian culture, I think up to the 50s, it was very common to have a child baptized. Obviously, I read about it. I wasn't around. That the child would be baptized and mom would still be at home, recuperating. And then later on, the child would be presented uh, and, and mom would be around. So what happened? They bring the child to the temple. And these particular stories, you know, Mary had to do something, Joseph had to do something, and of course, Jesus had to be presented. And there there is a sacrifice as well. It's a very complex um, ritual. But what matters to us is to understand that as Mary and Joseph are bringing Jesus into the temple in order to complete the ritual, Simeon, they are interrupted twice, the first time by Simeon. This man who knew in a spiritual way that he would be able to see the salvation of Israel. And he takes the child, you know, I always visualize this story. Imagine, you know, Mary and Joseph had no idea who this guy is. Okay, so this guy comes along and takes baby Jesus and Yo, this is the child of God, this is the son of God, handle with care. Um, anyway, he takes it and he says this beautiful thing. He says, Lord, now let your servant go in peace according to your word. Obviously, he find out who Jesus was by meditating on scriptures. And this reminds us of what we celebrated last Sunday, right? The Sunday of the word of God. We as Christians cannot claim the mind of Christ unless we fill it with the gospel. The word of God must always, always, always be at the center of our spiritual life. Because only when we meditate on scripture, when we study, when we put it into practice, we are able to recognize Jesus. Jesus. Do you understand what I just said? When we, the more we put in the gospel, we meditate on it, we study it, so we make sure that we don't let the gospel say whatever we want it to say. When we study it, and when we live it, all these three has to be done together. When we put it into practice, the more we put it into practice, the more we are able to recognize where Jesus is. And isn't that what we all want? to see Jesus active and present all around us and in us. So now you know how to do it. Aren't you glad you came? I gave you a big secret, so let's do this. Let's focus this year on placing the gospel at the center of our lives. That will allow us to see Jesus. Okay, so he was able to see Jesus for who he was. And as he's praying, he says something interesting. He says that Jesus is the salvation of Israel, but also the light of the Gentiles. Now, this is the first thing. Like That's why the text tells us that Joseph and Mary are surprised about this. Why? Because they thought that all that they have experienced from the Annunciation when the angel went to Mary, the angel talked to Joseph in a dream, the whole Christmas story, the Magi, the star, the the shepherds, you think this is, something is going on here, don't you think? But what do you think it is? It's for the people of Israel. And now all of a the sudden they hear that actually Jesus is light to all people. And they go, what? I thought it was just about us. No, nope. God always does something amazing, always has to fulfill his plan. And do you remember lesson number one? Lesson number one is very important. It says, God so loved the... Let's do it again. God so loved the world. Ah, you see now, it's not just about us. Every time we think that it's always about us and it's only about us, we're stepping out of lesson number one. And then we're on our own. So God has in mind the whole world and is now doing it in Christ. So they are surprised, like, what? But now he says that he, the baby, Jesus, will be a sign of contradiction, okay? And then he turns around and says, oh, by the way, a sword will pierce your heart. And I'm sure Mary said, what did I do? Let me, come on. But what does that mean? What is the whole thing about? While it is true that Mary had a particular grace to join in the suffering of Christ, okay? Because we know at the at, uh, foot of the cross, there must have been a, an incredible amount of pain. But remember that the pain of the sorrow of Mary was not necessarily only that she was seeing her son being crucified. But she knew that that was a child, the son of God. And she had to give up God for God, out of God. But in order for us to understand that, you have to come back on, uh, during the Lent and the Triduum. That's when we really try to enter into the mystery of her sorrow. So this reference has something to do with that, yes. But there is something that probably we are missing if we think that it's only about that. The symbol of the sword, as we read in a letter to the Hebrews especially, a two-edged sword, refers to the Word of God. The letter tells us that the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It cuts right in the middle. And that's what Simeon is saying. He's saying that now this child, who is the light of all people, meaning through him all people can see clearly what's going on, but it is this child, it is Jesus, who separates and makes something right and something wrong. So things are right, not because we like them or because we agree to them. Certain things are right, certain things are wrong because Jesus made them so. Do you understand what we're saying? Okay? It's not about, well, I like that, so it must be right. Mm -hmm. I like it is an opinion. Being right or wrong for us Christians is determined by what Jesus has revealed to us so that's the conversion but that is exactly what comes out when we can see clearly who we are who the others are and who god is and in order to see clearly we need the light and who is the light jesus you understand how the whole thing makes clear so now this is what simeon is saying like whoa this child is different, But this child will be the sign of contradiction, meaning putting two things against each other. Something is good, something is bad, something is wrong, something is right. He determines everything. And that should be like for us as well. Unfortunately, too many of us think that if we agree to something, well, then God should agree too. And if the church doesn't agree to it, the church is wrong. God is wrong because everybody should agree with me. Do you know people like that? Believe me, I was one of them. Then I encountered Jesus and Jesus said, Dude, who is the light of the world? And I had to yield. Now, I still have my opinions, but I have to let those things go through the cross so that I can see Jesus as light of the world. So now what does it mean, therefore, to present the child to the temple? It means to dedicate the child. It means to claim the child as it belongs to God. Okay, that's what the idea is. Like now the child and God have a special relationship. And we have experienced that on the day of our baptism. So now we want to reclaim that too. But now we have some information. We want to say, God, you are my God. You are my father. I want to behave as what, according to what you did, adopting me as a member of your family, and therefore I am your child. In order to do that, I want to see reality according to your point of view, and I need to have more Jesus in my life, more gospel in my life. No matter how much we have it, we need more. So that we can see who we are, and live accordingly. So as we continue to pray, through the intercession of the Holy Family, we want to present ourselves to the Lord again. And during the offertory, let's bring our whole self to God and say, hey, the past is the past. Even this morning, you know, before Mass started, is the past. This is the day when we can all say, here I am, Lord. I'm, I'm willing to follow your path. And let it be done to me according to your word. Because only in this way we will be able to see the light of the world and become light and shed this light to all people so that they too can understand that God loves them immensely and is waiting for them to come to them so that together we can celebrate the beautiful reality that God is Father and Father of all people. I hope you felt inspired to make a choice of God this week and let's continue to pray for one another so indeed we may grow in the awareness of God's love for us and witness that God wants all people to be members of his family. I wish you well and I'll talk to you soon.